Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice for Petersfield's Shine Radio. This year's Chelsea Flower Show is back in May for the first time since 2019. With 13 show gardens, 12 sanctuary gardens, 20 smaller designs and trade stands as well, the most anticipated flower show of the year is indeed in full bloom. And there's a lot of Hampshire green-fingered talent on display as well, as I discovered. I'm at the Chelsea Flower Show on Press Day and I've come to the Alitex stand. Now, Alitex is celebrating a very special anniversary. They are turning 70 and it is their 60th year at Chelsea here. We'll be speaking to Nellie Hall later on. I am sat at the most beautiful wood table and it's been made by Ollie Carter. Now, Ollie, great to talk to you. You're from Milland, I understand. That's right. Lovely to meet you too. So tell us more about the table that we're sat at here at the Alitex stand. So this is a huge slab of cedar of Lebanon. It's one of the biggest planks of wood I've ever seen and I've been doing woodwork my whole life. I learned from my dad and I was commissioned to make another table last year and I found these planks of cedar and I just... I was overwhelmed when I saw them and I got the one for the commission I did last year and then I bought the sister plank to that and it's been sat in my workshop for six months and my goal was to try and get it seen by the wider world because you know bits of wood like this need to be seen and appreciated and it's just an incredible piece of wood that you know people have been hugging it it brings joy to people and it's just a lovely thing to have up here for everyone to see it's long how long is this table so this one is four meters long the plank originally was six meters long but it was too big to fit on the stand so i cut the ends off of it and i've used the ends as the legs so this whole entirety is just one you know the leg system and the the top plank are all one piece of wood from one tree it's incredible and you've embellished it as well with various different bits of metal what what, what are these here so obviously with being one solid plank of wood there's perfect imperfections whatever you want to call them cracks and knots in it the knots can move so what i've done is i've put some copper bow ties in they are inlaid into the timber and they are an aesthetic but also a structural thing they'll hold the cracks together and stop them from opening up there's the queen's jubilee logo carved into one of the legs as a little kind of you know nod to the queen and, and this special year for her and it's got a burnt black detail around the edge so i go around it with a blowtorch and then i polish it and then i burn it again and then i polish it and it's this kind of lovely process that I've done on quite a few pieces of furniture recently and over the years. And it contrasts the side of the timber with the face of the, the table. And it really makes it, you know, really makes the top stand out. And then it brings the grain out from the sides of, of the table. And we've, we're sitting on these lovely uh, ash stools as well. That are, they're all burnt and it just brings the, the cracks and the details out. And it's, yeah, it's a, a lovely material to work with and I just feel very lucky to be able to do that. Definitely a labour of love. How many hours did it take you to make this table? Uh, you're not the first person to ask that today. Um, I, I should have totted them all up. Um, 
So I reckon it's probably been about, I don't know, about 100 hours. So I mean, it's not too bad, but it's been alongside all of my other projects that I have ongoing at the moment. So, yeah, it's been a lot of evenings, weekends. Yeah, been a lot of, lot of love gone into it, but it's been totally worth it. It's been a lovely piece of wood to work on. So. And did you source it locally then? Is it from, from the Hampshire area? I wish I could say it was. All of my timber usually is local. I've got my own sawmill that we mill up the timber and I supply myself with my own timber. So we have trees in the yard. We cut them to order to what I'm making. But this particular piece came from Italy. So it came from a private estate on Italy where the tree stood and the tree unfortunately had to come down. It got too big for its own good. It was dangerous to keep standing. So it was taken down and so it's come all the way from Italy and is now now here at the Chelsea Flower Show. It's an amazing journey. Yeah. I understand it's not the only item that you've made here at the Chelsea Flower Show. No, it's not. So the other piece I've got is a bench on Pollyanna Wilkinson's Mother for Mother's Charity Garden, which is a postnatal depression charity. She commissioned me to make her a bench that I designed and in, in conjunction with the charity and it's something that's quite close to my heart having experienced some of it with my family and 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 it was a really you know really moving piece to be able to be a part of and we kind of worked together on the design of it and the the end design came out that I came up with this concept of having the silhouette of a pregnant lady cut out of the bottom of the bench so it's like the negative space of the bench has got the bump and then the boobs and then the head and as you stand back and look at the bench, that's got this, this negative space that's, that's in the form of a pregnant lady. And it's all burnt black again, and it's got brass inlays in the cracks, just like on the table. And yeah, it just looks stunning in Polly's garden. She's done an amazing job of her garden. The colours in there are just, yeah, it's just beautiful. And uh, I'm, I'm just really, really happy to be a part of that as well. It's been a real privilege to be on the journey with her with it. And is this your first time at Chelsea exhibiting your beautiful creations? Yep, it's the first time out the valley for me. (laughs) (laughs) I've always kind of worked on word of mouth, really. I've been, you know, passed around the local area. And in the last two years, I've kind of got my business a bit more together and a website and started pushing myself a bit further afield. But this is my first international type of event. And I'm just so excited for everyone to be able to see, you know, what I've been making and just for everyone to enjoy the the love of wood and I just hope my love of wood comes across in, in what I make so yeah it's been brilliant really really lovely experience yeah, it looks absolutely stunning it's gorgeous and it's lovely to touch you're yeah, absolutely right it's tactile and everyone tactile. just needs to have a hug yeah thanks Ollie <laughs> yeah thanks Great so to talk much to you. thank, thank you. you joining me now at the Alatex stand is the one and only Nellie Hall hello Nellie Hi Claire, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. It's so wonderful to be here and to be surrounded by lots of fantastic Hampshire talent. It's just, honestly, this last two weeks has been a joy, an absolute joy to be working with such an awesome team. And then a day like today is just all about everyone appreciating the, the efforts that they've been putting in and having a cocktail, wafting around the stands, chatting to a few celebs, it's fab. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm leaving here today. It is very welcoming here. You have the beautiful Antex greenhouse and we're surrounded by a gorgeous array of herbs and flowers. 
It's absolutely beautiful. And of course, we're sat at Ollie Carter's beautiful table. So congratulations. Alatex is turning 70 and this is your 60th year at Chelsea. How does that feel? Oh, it's just such a lovely milestone to get to, Claire, because it's the best show. It's the best horticultural show in the world. There's nothing like it. It's like an amazing pop-up high street of the finest horticulture that has to offer. And, and Britain is the leading light in horticulture around the world still, in garden designers, in what we offer, in our manufacturing, in terms of what we do. But our plants and our heritage is really strong. And for us, every year we do this, we try to make a context and create a garden that people can really experience and enjoy. So because it's our 60th, it felt it had to be about celebration. So we had to have a beautiful alfresco table, which Ollie has absolutely done trumps. This is the most beautiful piece of wood. And a botanical cocktail bar. So in our largest National Trust greenhouse, we have the coolest cocktail bar with Tim from The Pig. And The Pig, they have some of our greenhouses, and this is the first pig down in Hampshire in the, in the New Forest. And Mark Diacono, who is just a lovely friend, who is, is our muse, which he quite likes the idea of being our muse. But he's all things cocktails and botanicals and herbal and foodie. And uh, Hannah and Mariana from Lamb and Newt, who are just the coolest stylist girls to have around. So it's just been a joy, really. And how many Chelsea's have you been to with Alatex? I think I've done 15. 15 or 16, probably. So, yeah, quite a few. And we have a great team. So, you know, we've got Paul, who's been at Altex for like 40 years, and John, our build, has done 14, 13 Chelsea's. So, yeah, we're, we, we kind of get here and we're like, yep, yeah, we know what we're doing. And it's just the finishing touches. And Jake, a lovely plantsman, he's just done a cracking job with plants that we got from Pennards, who are a lovely herbal, botanical, old nursery. Yeah, because as we're sitting here, it does look absolutely gorgeous, but the build must be quite a process to go through. How long did it take to build this stand? So we get two weeks, and because we build greenhouses, we can't do them in a halfway house. We can't just build something that will only be up for a couple of weeks. So it has to be built to last. So literally, these two greenhouses you see, if Chelsea could end and they could sit here forever, and then we just come back next year and um, dress them. We do it all again. So there's no shortcuts. It Literally, it's two really intense weeks. But do you know they're the most buzzing two weeks? And the last week particularly, when it all comes together. And what was really nice is we kept the table under wraps. So we had dust sheets over the top of the table. And even though the planting was being finished and the greenhouses were being finished and it was starting to look cool and come together, it was only when we unveiled the table and then with Hannah and Mariana we kind of laid... It seems crazy, doesn't it? There's a handful of pots. You think, you know, just stick pots on the table. But no, you've got to get the right pots with the right height and the right spacing. And yeah, it's just, it's great. Love it. And I don't get tired. I love the energy kind of almost feeds you. It doesn't drain you, if that makes sense. And I imagine, yes, as the week goes on and the flowers keep blooming and more and more people come to visit, it only grows here. It does, actually. And what's lovely is you'll notice as we sit here the amount of bees that are whizzing around everywhere. And the lavender is going to come out into flower. Obviously, it's a little grey today, maybe tomorrow. But as soon as we get some sun, this lavender is going to pop open and it will be literally buzzing with bees, which is wonderful. So Alatex turning 70. What does that mean for the company? We've been at our site just outside Petersfield. So it was in Alton for 50 years and it had a one kind of ramshackled office and then the factory was right by the station. So literally there was no loo to start with. They would get a, a platform ticket and go and use the station loo at Alton Station for the first like 20 years. But now we've kind of grown up a bit and we have our lovely site at Torbury, which we love inviting people to come and see. Everything is done there. The manufacturing is done there. The design is done there. And we're building a new building. We're extending our factory and we're building a a kind of more of a customer-facing building because when we bought the site, it was literally two barns and we just, literally, they felt quite horticultural. 
and now we're just being a little bit more um yeah a bit more grown up so we we can invite more guests here and do more events there and and celebrate local talent as much as possible and be a place where we bring lots of people together and kind of create a community and that's definitely what it feels like here at the Alatex stand Nelly thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me have a great week here at Chelsea thanks Claire Joining me now at the Alatex stand is Ben Pope. Hello, Ben. Lovely to see you. Oh, lovely to see you too. The drinks are great, aren't they? <laughs> really delicious, actually. Really tasty. Um, summery. Definitely, definitely. These cocktails, I mean, it's on the table that you've just had a look at. I mean, it's a perfect place to be sitting down and just enjoying watching the world go by. Yeah, and that is what we're doing here on Main Avenue. So, Ben, how many times have you been to Chelsea now? Gosh, um, well, I'm a gardener by trade, and that's what I started doing when I left school. Um, I didn't go to university, so I've been here ever since then. As a student at Wisley, I came up and helped on the committees, then came as a punter, you know, paying punter, and now I'm on the herbaceous committee, so I come every year and get to come on the Monday, which is quite a treat. It is. It's my first time here on a Monday. There's a buzz, but it's not too busy, is it? Great time to come and see the gardens. It certainly is, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of space around, so you get to get a real good view of each of the show gardens and it doesn't feel too cramped. I mean, any day is a great day to visit Chelsea, to be honest, but um, yeah, Mondays are that extra special, I think. Now, you're from our neck of the woods as well. Where are you based? So I'm based in a village just outside Petersfield and I garden there. I've been there 16 years, would you believe it, (laughs) for all my sins? But no, no, I love it, obviously. And I grow fruit, vegetables and cut flowers for the house. So, yeah, it's a real treat. That does sound like a lovely job to have. What are you hoping here to, to see at Chelsea? Well, as part of the committee, I'll be judging the plant of the year. So I have to go to the stand there and have a look at all the new plants that have come through for various breeding and and the nurseries that have been growing them. But anything really, inspiration, obviously 14 years in a private garden, you're always looking for inspiration. So it could be a plant colour combination. It could be some pots or a sort of detail, perhaps, you know, anything really. Just, yeah, some, some great inspiration. What do you think is going to be popular this year? Well, it's always about the season, isn't it? And at the moment, you know, we're just catching the peonies. So I should imagine peonies are going to be quite high on people's agenda. They're looking really good in the garden and also in the marquee. So um, i go, go for that, I reckon. Well, this is actually the first Chelsea in May for a number of years. There was one in September, which was an entirely different Chelsea. How does it feel to come back in May this year? Yeah, it's sort of not to have any Chelsea's for a few years and then suddenly to have two so close together it's it's really exciting i mean as i say gardening is my world and it's lovely to see all my colleagues um, around and nursery goers and all the people i've met through my career so um that's actually one of the really exciting things i love about this event i guess it feels sort of proper whereas september was very very different you know the plant palette was different there were loads of dahlias and late summer perennials kind of all going and and now we're definitely back to kind of you know bearded iris alliums all those things so so yeah it it feels good it feels right and you also have a book out can you tell us a bit more about that please yeah so last year i was approached by a lovely lady who's now my editor zena from bloom bloom publication and she also works for francis lincoln and she asked if i would be interested in writing a book so it's uh, basically a gardening book what to do through the year but as we as we discussed and got on really well at the start um, we decided that actually i'd like to do it in terms of seasons and and actually looking at what the plants are doing teaching people to sort of see the signals that plants will give you to then inform you on what you should be doing in the garden whether you should be cutting stuff back or deadheading or if something's struggling you know recognizing all those signs so it's just basically a book that works through the seasons giving you pointers what to do 
there's definitely a sense of what to embrace as well about each season, getting the best. So I, I try and sort of give an atmosphere and, and plants to look out for. So I suggest different plants and then also things that you can do in the season just to celebrate the season, whether that's going to watch a murmuration or cooking certain foods, harvesting stuff and then bonfires. Um, yeah, very, very varied. What's the name of the book? Um, what to Sow, Grow and Do. Now, it is really exciting being back here in May. I've read recently that there are approximately 3 million new gardeners as a result of the pandemic. What advice would you give new gardeners just starting to embrace their gardening journey? Well, I think they should buy this book called <laughs> What to Say, Grow and Do. <laughs> no, um, but actually you could. It's got beautiful photos. I would say definitely don't be afraid to have a go observation is one of the key things so really try and look at plants look at flowers and as I say learn to read those signs of when they're happy or not and certainly don't beat yourself up if something goes wrong they're the most important things because gardening is all about learning and we all of us we never stop learning so um, you know every day I'm discovering a new plant or a new way of doing something so that's part of the joy so I'd say definitely don't get too hung up with the technical stuff and have a go. Now, I imagine you've had a little walk around, just a little peep. Yes. Any hints of which garden might be heading for a, a gold award? Or? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's always quite what a you, What are your favourites? Well, I, I, I quite like Sarah Eberle's, which is the first big one you come to on Main Avenue. Um, these giant monoliths with these beautiful verdant green foliage. It's a really, really nice contrast. And then Andy Sturgeons has these beautiful curved walls. So obviously the big hitter designers. But there's another nice one I've seen recently, one of the smaller ones, Jamie Butterworth, has done a really beautiful garden about sanctuary. I mean, there are so many, actually. And, and I guess it's, it's a personal thing, isn't it? What, what I think maybe it will be doing really well might not be what someone else is. And, and I guess, although the judges will have set criteria, very strict set criteria in which they judge the gardens, I guess a you know, personal taste will come into it for, for most of us. So, so, yeah, it's a hard one to call, I guess. Lots going on here. Ben, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are now inside one of Alatex's gorgeous greenhouses. And I'm with Mariana and Hannah from Lamb and Newt. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello, Claire. How are you doing? Very well. Lovely to see you here. Oh, it's really lovely to see you here. And in fact, it's just amazing to be here. And this is your second outing at Chelsea, isn't it, for Lamb and Newt? Yes, it, we're so lucky to be here this year with, with Alitex Greenhouses and a whole bunch of us are up here from, from our area. We've got some incredible other designers working up here as well. We're so lucky to have had the chance to style both greenhouses. This year Alitex are working uh, with a collaboration with the Pig Hotels and for us the pig hotel style is right up our street so we have styled and put out all our lamb meat props and recreated one of the pig bars which has been absolutely amazing working with tim who's head of bars uh, and nelly to make sure that the style works we mocked up both greenhouses in our new storage shed and then we transported everything here it's been quite amazing so to decorate these two greenhouses, that must take quite some time to work out what items need to be in here and how they're going to work. How long have you been working on the designs here? I think, did we start working in January? I think you start getting your eye in at certain items, which would be absolutely perfect. We found that we had a dresser which was perfect to go behind the bar. And there were certain items which we came to terming very piggy, pig-esque items which had to be found and sourced to recreate 
one of their bars. Lots of glassware, coloured glasses, um, which if you, if you visit any of the pig hotels, their signature is, is coloured glass and light coming through glasses. So we've focused quite heavily on that, coupled with some lovely old furnishings, wonderful seats and that sort of thing, which can, can recreate that luxuriousness of, of the pig hotels. Yeah, it was looking at the key elements the pig uses to create their signature look um, and bringing that into the greenhouse. So whether it's the double lamp that they use on the bar, um, they tend to have two chairs together with a little table in this. You know, it's just taking those elements that you know, you look at them and you think, okay, that's, that's what the pig do. I think probably the most difficult part was getting the grower's greenhouse right because it's not supposed to be pretty, it's supposed to be functional. So we've tried to keep it functional with a couple of frills that they probably wouldn't have in there, but I'm sure they'd excuse our little artistic license. <laughs> um, but it's, it's getting it to look authentic is, is what we've tried to do. And we're actually standing in the growers' greenhouse now, aren't we? It's lovely in here. I'd quite happily spend a good day or two <laughs> pottering around in here. So where do you source your, your materials from? We source from a, many different places some classic antiques fairs. We love Ardingly uh, and Kempton, which happen, Kempton happens a couple of times in, in, in the month. They've become a little bit more focused on general public. So obviously we have to buy at a good rate to, to then be able to sell as a business. We also work with a lot of people who are sadly having to deal with parents' estates. And that's fantastic for us because we do actually love everything so much. I think people feel that that we will cherish what has been in their families for, for many years. We've got a lovely story of, uh, we've got two urns in the other greenhouse, which we collected from an estate of, well, it was uh, the, her mother's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And she went and spoke to her mother, who's now in a nursing home, and said, um, Newt would like to, to use them as props in, in the greenhouse for Chelsea. And she was so delighted. Um, so we've got to send her pictures when we get home so that she can see, see them having a new life because we'd found them in the garden underneath lots of brambles. and It was a labour of love getting them it out. Was, it was. <laughs> They'd sort of grown into the ground with ground elders all over them and we were picking through trying to find pieces. And now here they are at Chelsea being admired by everybody for their beauty and their very weathered beauty. Yeah. They, they yeah. look spectacular. Lovely story. So that sounds like that's the heart of, of what Laminute, that's yeah. what you do, isn't yeah. it? So after Chelsea, what's coming up for Laminute? Well, it couldn't be more perfect with the timing because on the 10th to the 13th of June, we've got our summer pop-up shop and cafe in the barn. So we pop up three times a year. So the summer's a big one for us because the barn has got the lambs in it during spring. So we can't pop up until... June and so we'll have everything from Chelsea there we'll have a Chelsea edit pop-up bar maybe no alcohol sadly but um, definitely some conviviality we're doing a special collaboration this year with Earth to Oven amazing artisan chefs who are local use local produce and we're very excited about their collaboration for our bookable lunch yeah couldn't be more perfect on the timing front Ooh, so a little bit of Chelsea Flower Show in Hampshire. Mariana and Hannah, lovely to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. 
Well, I'm thrilled because I've bumped into the lovely Anne-Marie Powell. Oh, it's so good to see you, Claire. It's really nice to see you, Anne-Marie. It's, you know, it's been wonderful doing Grown Together with you over the years. And here we are up at Chelsea. On Main Avenue in the drizzle. But that doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't. Keeps the plants going, doesn't it, for the rest of the week? You know, absolutely it does. And I just think that all of this kind of drizzle, it's not dampening people's spirits. Because I haven't seen Main Avenue as busy as like this for maybe three years it wasn't like this in september the buzz is back so it's so good well i was going to ask you how does it feel to come back in may again yeah we're back home aren't we so this is where we ought to be so we've got all of those kind of familiar perennials and also the unusual as well and the show is packed there is something for everybody here You know, if you're into traditional gardens, contemporary, conceptual plants, it's brimming at the gills. There are so many plants and so many design ideas and and it feels so good. Chelsea embracing all that's good about being in horse culture and and we're the great gardening nation, aren't we? And you're back in your natural habitat. (laughs) I am, I am. And it's so good looking after Gaze Burville for the second year in a row. And yeah, it just feels... Like we're getting back to normal finally and just like seeing people that I haven't seen for so long and being able to embrace them it's just fab claire i can't tell you so describe a bit more about the gaze burville stand that you have designed it's mm. looking stunning gorgeous purples and magentas we've got an espalier big but there it's is an big... apple. i mean this is a big trade stand actually but it's bigger than many of the show gardens actually and i think people don't really understand that so what i wanted to do is kind of we've got two sections of the garden it's inspired by hampshire which is where we live we've got rural refined at the front so this enormous beautiful kind of handcrafted sofa and then i wanted to really sort of show the jewels of plants at the front so just to show how opulent growing and gardening can be so we've got lots of peonies we've got lots of salvias there's circiums and irises and it's really rich and when the sun hits all of those blooms they're ignited they look like they're on fire and as the garden grades back we've got a more woodlandy area so and there's the woodland seats that are up there which are beautifully carved by Gaze Burville and this is a much more tranquil space just kind of given a little pop of colour actually in white because it really does shout at you in the shade and that's for Burnham Mauricii there and we've got three of them just to kind of bring your eye through the space and then lots and lots of geraniums some gorgeous irises circiums just really really pleased with it actually so and that is um and that is wild hampshire that's that's what we call that area wild hampshire back there inspired by where we live by peacefield by all the lanes around peacefield exactly that and actually i'm noticing i don't know about you but a lot more wildlife and wild growth on our lanes now with no mo may and people becoming more aware how important it is to leave the land how it should be naturally yeah absolutely and and that's the thing about these crataegus actually so this is prunifolia and i thought it would be flowering now we used the same the exact same trees in september simon and caroline and took them back to Gaze Burville over in Hampshire. And I bought those trees in September because I knew they'd be in bloom now. And this prunifolia is an absolute bee magnet and it's literally humming with bees. So that makes me feel really, really happy. So, yeah, because we should all be doing more. There's a lot of emphasis here at Chelsea this year, isn't there, about yeah. pollinators and yeah. about the bees. Yeah. It, it's the buzzword. I yeah, suppose, yeah, 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 it's a good way of saying it. <laughs> so it's, it's great, it's great. It's so mm. important, isn't it? Yeah. And it's absolutely stunning here. So... Are you here? 
here for the rest of the week? Yeah, I'm going to be here for most of it. So I'm, I've got lots of uh, busy days and then evening events. And then, yeah, I'll be safely back in my office in Petersfield on Thursday. So, yeah, so all fun and great to see you. Lovely to catch up with you, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good week. So joining me on the beautifully crafted wooden bench is Simon Burville. Hello, Simon. Hello, yes. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. What a gorgeous stand you have here. Yeah, this is our 28th appearance at the Chelsea Flower Show. And I have to say, I think it's our best today. It's just fabulous. And Anne-Marie has done an amazing job with the planting. It's just so vibrant. And it really shows off the context that we like to put our furniture and outdoor kitchens in. For us... Our goal really in life is is to make the outdoor space so enticing that people spend more time in it. And if they spend more time in it, I think they become better people. You know, I'm a great believer in the outdoors in every way. Well, over the last couple of years, I suppose, we've all been experiencing a lot more of the outdoors, haven't we, for our mental health and because we've been at home a bit more due to the pandemic. Are you finding that's that's fed into your business as well? Absolutely. No, it's it's been quite an amazing two years i mean first of all with a complete lockdown we had to send all our craftsmen home because we couldn't work the conditions weren't right um so for a month it was just silence but actually that was very reflective moment for me i stayed at the workshop and went for walks in the woods great time to really rethink things and actually since then and since we've all come back our business has just gone from strength to strength i mean we have we're hiring more people um each of our craftsmen takes three to five years to train. Um, we have run an apprenticeship scheme, always looking for new people. We work very closely with Chichester College, a fantastic relationship with them. And people are now understanding the importance of these crafts and the, and the length of time that you need to put into these things, which is so important. But also I think people's yeah, whole idea of their outdoor space is really ramped. And, and what we found is that prior to the pandemic, in the winter months, we would make stock. And in fact, when the pandemic hit, that kept us going through the summer because my wife and I were just delivering furniture we'd made. But since the pandemic, we've stopped building stock. Everything is to order and we've got a very full order book. And it's just continued like that. And people are patient. They're willing to wait because they know it's going to last. And once they get under our ethos, which is about sustainability and building things that will last a, a long, long time, then it makes so much more sense. Yeah, we're in a happy space, I suppose. And has that informed your stand today, the design of the stand here? I think so, yeah. I mean, well, one of the first things on sustainability was that actually having done no Chelsea since 2019, we suddenly found there were two in a row and we did it in September and then came back now. And normally it takes us a year to plan our stand and design it. So actually we made a conscious decision in September or before then even that we would rebuild a lot of what we built last September and bring it back. So there's a huge amount of sustainability and everything has come back. And it's it's great to see because, you know, apart from some of the plant, planting is obviously spring planting and that was autumn planting, but the hawthorns that we have, which had a lovely autumn colour on them, are now just coming into flower. And it's just so exciting and they're so totally different. And so it really shows off that seasonality. But even things like our main boardwalk uh, entrance, which we call the catwalk, and it's 150-year-old oak trees laid down. So you can see the real story of the trees. And, and for me, that's another passion. I, I studied forestry and furniture making. And the connection between forestry and furniture is really, really strong 
in our company and and it's an important message. Now you're also involved heavily in a charity as well here. Can you explain a bit more about that? What we're doing today, we're launching the Founders Appeal for Woodland Heritage, which is uh, a charity that I have the privilege of being the chairman of. We're also fortunate to have the Prince of Wales as our patron. It was created 30 years ago by a couple of cabinet makers who saw the problem the British forestry faces, and that is that the public's understanding of the nature of forestry is is really got a long way to go. We've lost our woodland culture a lot in this country, and the trees that we use in my business are 150 years old. They've been managed all their lives to be fine timber, but they come from France. In 1900, we were down to 5% tree cover in this country. In the UK now, overall, we're about 15%, but the average in Europe is 30%, and they're very productive woodlands. So the message that we have as Woodland Heritage and the charity which I'm privileged to be head of is that fine timber doesn't just simply grow on trees you have to manage your woodlands and the UK is the second largest importer of timber in the world behind China and yet we have a lot of woodlands that could be productive only 40% of our woodlands are managed and management has been shown it increases biodiversity because when you cut trees down in a forest mature trees you let the light in they're supposed to come out and that creates increased biodiversity. And if they've been managed, you also get fine timber, which is, you know, not just a byproduct. It should be a goal. And it's not an economic thing. People need to be passionate about it because when you plant trees that are going to take over 100 years to mature, you can't be doing it for the money. <laughs> but it's wonderful to have people like Dame Judy Dench as a huge supporter. She was here just now. We've got a great following, but... You know, we really need to get this more complex message of the challenges of forestry across the public. We need it so that when they hear a chainsaw running, they don't think, oh my God, somebody's cutting down a tree, that's terrible. It's, oh my God, some woodland management is happening, how fantastic. You know, let's see what we can produce with it. Because every piece of wood that we lock into some piece of furniture that will last is carbon sequestered. You know, it's, it's helping climate change. Whereas if we don't make it into things it ends up being firewood on the whole and then goes back into the atmosphere. So there's a real strong environmental argument to growing timber as well. So it's a, it's a really important thing. And we as a charity, we've just bought almost 90 acres in Somerset. Only 10% is covered in trees. We're about to plant over the next two years that. But we, we're looking for demonstration woodlands all around the country to explain to people you know, the importance of management, how we have to control some of the animals. I'm afraid the grey squirrel is a real pest for forestry and has to go. We need to bring back the red squirrel. Not easy discussions to have, but, you know, all possible. It's in within our grasp to do these things. But with the public on our side, I think that's the first step, is explaining. And I'm afraid there's a lot of charities that, who are supporting planting trees, and that's a very noble effort. But that's the beginning, not the end of the story. You've just got to see it right the way through. It's very interesting. How can people find out more about the charity? So Woodland Heritage, so woodlandheritage.org is our website. Very informative. Sign up, become a member. If you're in Hampshire, take part in our 10K on the 17th of June, which is being held at Gaze Burville. And it's a, it's a run or a walk. It's not a race, are they clear? And we're walking around beautiful Hampshire hills uh, on the Rutherfield estate, mainly. I've actually made, you can see them on the Woodland Heritage site and there's you can sponsor people to do it there's little snippets of stories of woods around us and 
how the trees are being managed and, and some other bits of information. Because once, once you start understanding what goes into woodlands, it's a really fabulous story. Simon, it's been Thank lovely you. to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks, Chelsea Flower Show 2022. It's great to be back. And many thanks also to Ollie Carter, Nellie Hall, Ben Pope, Mariana Newton, Hannah Stubbington, Anne-Marie Powell and Simon Burville. I'm Claire Venice for Petersfield's Shine Radio with this special Growing Together edition. Could you be the welcoming face of a famous Petersfield hotel, bar and coffee bar? The Old Drum is now recruiting front-of-house staff to work in its historic Chapel Street premises. If you're experienced in hotel, bar or cafe work or the hospitality industry, then the Old Drum can offer you mixed shifts with sociable hours and no late nights. You'll need to be responsible and reliable. Pay is competitive. You'll be trained in barista work. And there's a choice of full or half-time roles starting immediately. Contact Maria at The Old Drum for more information or send your CV to info at theolddrum.com.